It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2021. On this day in 1874, the James Younger Gang committed the very first train robbery in the state of Missouri. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today we're covering a daring train robbery by a gang of outlaws. Let's go back to Gads Hill, Missouri on the afternoon of January 31st, 1874. There was rarely any excitement in the tiny town of Gads Hill. In fact, it could barely be called a town at all. The whole community consisted of three houses, a combined general store slash post office, and a train platform along the Iron Mountain Railroad. Usually, trains didn't even bother stopping in Gads Hill. But this particular day was different. The Little Rock Express had a scheduled stop to drop off a very important passenger, State Representative L.M. Ferris. By three o'clock that afternoon, Ferris's teenage son, Billy, was waiting to meet him at the station. He waited in the general store, alongside a few other men and the train station attendant, Tom Fitz. The rest of the sleepy settlement went about their business, women in their homes, their children playing outside. But the tranquility was soon broken when a group of five outsiders rode into town. Their tired horses were weighed down by traveling gear, Colt Navy revolvers, and double-barreled shotguns. The men hid their faces with hats pulled low and white masks with triangular eye holes. Behind the masks were 26-year-old Jesse James and his older brother, 31-year-old Frank. They were accompanied by another set of brothers, likely Jim and John Younger, as well as 40-year-old Arthur McCoy. These comrades had fought in the Civil War as Confederate guerrillas, but the war had been over for nearly 10 years, and they were forced to find another use for their talents. The gang descended on Gad's Hill and rounded up all of the town's residents at gunpoint, herding them into the general store. Then they proceeded to rob the storekeeper of his rifle and the reported seven or eight hundred dollars he had on him. Meanwhile, one of the bandits began damaging the railroad tracks. The plan was to force the incoming train to pull off to the side track, where it would be a sitting duck. Once the vandalism was done, the outlaws and all 15 members or so of the Gads Hill community settled in to wait for the four o'clock train. It turned out to be a longer wait than expected. The tiny train didn't arrive at the platform until around 4.45 p.m., almost an hour late. When it finally pulled into the station, conductor Chauncey Alford immediately realized something was wrong. 
there was a masked man on the platform waving a red flag, the railroad signal for danger. The conductor hopped off the train to investigate, only to be accosted by the rest of the bandits, one of whom grabbed poor Chauncey and threatened to blow his head off if he didn't keep still. With the conductor taken care of, three of the outlaws boarded the train, waving their guns at the passengers. As they robbed the train's safe of valuables, one of the thieves commandeered the receipt book and added a new entry, robbed at Gad's Hill. The bandits didn't take things too seriously. They cracked jokes, bowing to ladies and patting kids on the head even as they robbed some of the passengers. They made a show of announcing that they only wanted to steal from Yankees and the rich. In a detail that was perhaps exaggerated in retellings, the thieves examined the passengers' hands to choose their marks. They stole from men with soft hands, while those with calluses were spared. A minister aboard the train nobly offered to pray for the bandits, but his offer was rebuffed. The leader of the group said they didn't have time at the moment, but asked the clergyman to send up a prayer later that night. Clearly, these weren't your average criminals. One of them even quoted some Shakespeare. It's unclear which lines he chose, but they very well could have been from King Henry IV, which featured a highway robbery in the village of Gads Hill, England. Indeed, Frank James' love for the play might have been the reason for staging a robbery in Gads Hill, Missouri in the first place. According to the conductor, the thieves made a killing, getting away with $2,500 cash as well as four registered money packages, five firearms, a ring, a diamond stick pin, and a gold watch. Before they galloped off with their loot, one of the men left a note at the scene, a pre-written press release, complete with a headline, the most daring robbery on record. Coming up, the law hunts down the James Younger gang. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from ParCast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of The Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments, all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow The Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. Now, back to the story. On January 31, 1874, the James Younger Gang of Outlaws held up a train in Gads Hill, Missouri, before making their escape. 
Once the tracks were repaired, the beleaguered Little Rock Express got back to chugging along its route. And at the next stop in Piedmont, the conductor Chauncey Alford sent a telegram to the railroad's headquarters, informing them of the robbery. News of the robbery sent shockwaves through the state and eventually the nation. Because no one was hurt, the entire affair seemed thrilling. Meanwhile, Jesse James and his band of thieves fled the scene, making a clean getaway. But before long, the law was after them. On the morning after the robbery, a posse of men 25 strong set out to pursue the gang. As they rode, they picked up more men along the way. The lawmen tracked the bandits across the nearby Black River, then headed further north. The James Younger gang proved difficult to catch. The chase dragged on for days on end, and one by one, the lawmen threw up their hands and admitted defeat. Within a week, the group of 25 was down to just 11, and even those men soon gave up. Jesse and his brother Frank made it safely to their farm in Clay County, Missouri. Months later, on March 10th, Joseph Witcher of the Alan Pinkerton National Detective Agency decided to try his hand at bringing in Jesse and his brother Frank. He headed to the James farm, pretending to be a laborer in search of work, but his ruse went sour. The following day, he was found dead on the side of the road, having been shot in the stomach. A week later, two more Pinkerton detectives and local deputy sheriff Edwin Daniels closed in on Jim and John Younger. A deadly shootout ensued, which claimed the lives of John Younger, as well as the deputy and one of the detectives. Sadly, things only escalated from there. Alan Pinkerton took the deaths of two of his detectives personally and sent another team down to Clay County to bring in the James brothers. What's more, he wanted his agents to burn down their mother's house to really send a message. Late on January 26, 1875, nearly a year after the robbery took place, the crew of detectives arrived at the James's property. They were reportedly assisted in their mission by a local farmer named Daniel Askew. The men threw an explosive into the James house, perhaps hoping to flush out the occupants. Tragically, the device killed the eight-year-old half-brother of Frank and Jesse and severely injured their mother's right forearm. When they failed to burn down the house as directed, the detectives turned tail and ran. Enraged, the James brothers exacted revenge on their neighbor, Daniel Askew, shooting him dead in his own backyard. Despite the fuss that followed the Gads Hill train robbery, it wasn't even the gang's most lucrative holdup. It did, however, greatly contribute to the larger-than-life legend of Jesse James. Jesse continued to rob trains and evaded capture for the next eight years, Along the way, he added new blood to his gang, which turned out to be a mistake. Unlike his brother and longtime comrades, Jesse didn't know these recruits as well. And it turned out that one of the new recruits, Robert Ford, plotted with Missouri's governor, arranging a reward for Jesse's head. In April of 1882, Ford shot Jesse in the back in his own home proving that old moniker to be true. 
there's no honor among thieves. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories of true crime, check out the Parcast Network on Spotify, where you'll find a plethora of carefully crafted true crime shows. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Michael Motion, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nani Okwilagu, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Fact, fiction, fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.